Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Maybe it's time for a lot of education. I think it is. Well, welcome to all of you, one and all. I am Katie Petrick. This is Mr. David Fiorazzo, and today we're going to do what we do. But before we get started, just a reminder that this show is available on audio podcast if you do not want to look at our mugs, which I do not blame you in the least. So if you like listening to the podcast, maybe in the car or while you're working out or you're walking the dog, maybe you should subscribe to the Educated Podcast. We are on all major platforms, including Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and everywhere else. So all you have to do is search for the show, Educated, or visit stayeducated.org to click on the direct link. Now, next year, maybe it seems so far off, it's actually only a couple months away, yep. but next year, <clears throat> all of California's public universities, and there are a lot of them, 33, all of them will be required to provide abortions at all their student health centers. Again, on 33 campuses. David, California, look at them. <sighs> what happens in California doesn't stay in California. So the University of California system will provide, quote, medical abortion beginning in 2023, which is months away, friends. So let's define terms. First of all, medical Abortion. What are they doing? They're eliminating life in mother's wombs. Preborn, human lives, babies. Again, the Latin meaning of the term fetus is little one or offspring. These are human beings in mother's wombs. So they're young mothers because they're college students. But we're talking about ripping life out of mother's womb. So when you talk about medical abortions, it sounds like, oh, okay, take a pill. No worries. No, no harm. No foul. Right? Well, it applies senate bill 24 to schools in the system katie said correctly 33 schools there it is they're adding this it's approved by the governor of course and uh, filed with secretary of state um it's this is really sad because it's really making it even more convenient i mean young college girls women don't even need to leave their campus now the medication will be they call it medication which I would differ with that word as well, that terminology, the abortion pill. The medication will be, be provided through university health centers to comply with a 2019 law. I mean, who cares, whatever that means. But I just want to say one thing. I was looking up some other articles along with this story, and a new study shows that abortion pill ER visits, emergency room visits, are skyrocketing well, at the same time, the FDA is thinking about relaxing regulations for these abortion pills. So chemical abortions pose a 22% greater risk of ER visits for any reason and a 53% greater risk of ER visit for an abortion-related reason when compared to the already potentially injurious surgical Abortion. So, Katie, they're not obviously keeping up with the science, the facts. Science? Yeah. And the facts? Science? Actual, yeah. They're not paying attention to but, things like this. But, but, but oh, I'm sorry. It, we're I, all about I science. I used the word science. That's Sa right. Science. We're talking California. Science. science. <laughs> and all of you who live in California know that, again, this is happening because this was passed in 2019, signed in, taking effect now in 2023. All 
of you in California know how bad your taxes are already and how much money that you pay to the university system. You are now going to be paying for these medical abortions happening at these universities. If you live in California, know that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Understand that. And then please move somewhere else because this needs to stop. The madness needs to stop. What, according to the bill itself, it says the bill would continuously appropriate the monies in that fund of the commission for allocations to each public university student health care services clinic for specified activities in preparation for providing abortion by medications techniques, thereby <laughs> making an appropriation. And as you just said, the medication that medication. they're taking. So something's going to help medication. you. Medication. Oh, but I take, I, <clears throat> I'm sick. Medication. Give me, heal you. Heal you. Yeah, help you. Heal you. In this instance, kill a baby. So what's going to happen is they, they are taking this. And what's the likelihood, according to what you're finding with the UK, what, it's 64% it's risen, you said? Since 2019. Since 2019, yep. these ambulance calls. So now an ambulance may be, I'm just, I'm just going through the logic here at these health clinics how well are they i guess equipped to give these medications what happens when the er visit happens is that going to be then charged back to the university because it was via something the university gave so who's paying for that er visit now after a i guess you would call it a not botched abortion but something purposeful yeah but let's that's interesting that you asked that question but because more disturbing in this article over 60 percent of abortion related er visits following a chemical abortion in 2015 were miscoded as treatment for miscarriage oh were they now? so they're miscoding these <laughs> they're not using the abortion pill this was a miscarriage well, that's how they're getting away with some of them. now not all of them are doing this but over 60 percent of abortion related er visits and as you said now this study is was in the uk but 64 percent that's the uh, ambulance calls responding to abortion pill injuries in the uk have risen 64 percent in three years and they're going to do this on college campuses it's starting in a few months yeah and and I, i you know all around the country right now at this moment you're probably so sick and tired of hearing all of the political ads, but I'm guessing in at least a few of them, these political ads are, are discussing Roe v. Wade and abortion access and all of that happening and how how dare you take away our right to abortion. Well, according to the bill that was passed in California, again, back in 2019, it's yep. just being enacted now, that bill claims that abortion was a constitutional right. Was it? Really? Where? Where in the Constitution does it say they made it up. the right to kill babies? They made no, it I didn't up. find it. I didn't find it either. Um, it said also that it is an integral part of comprehensive sexual and reproductive health care. Not for the baby. It's not. Reproduct- to reproduce, don't you need to have allow your offspring to be born to reproduce? No, no. no, no. So when they say reproductive freedom or reproductive health care, these are bogus words, guys. We've got to start calling this out. They've changed the language. They're getting away with it because of the lack of resistance. I want to point out something else, though. Uh, prior to the Biden administration deciding that they're going to loosen the, the FDA restrictions, I guess, um, the safety of chemical abortion was already contested by a lot of doctors and pro-life ad- advocates. Uh, one of the drugs used in chemical abortions had already been linked to 24 deaths and 4,000 injuries in America. 
okay? But don't tell Emperor Newsom out there in California what to do because he won't stand for it. That's, don't, don't confuse him with the facts. Don't bother him with that. All right, still to come, one of the nation's most prestigious business schools, which includes graduates like President Donald Trump, is now adding woke majors to appease the radical leftists. That's next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Now, did you have trouble determining what you wanted to major in when you went to college, if you went to college? <laughs> hey, we got a solution for you. The University of Pennsylvania Wharton Business School has two new options for you. You could, you know, major in the environmental, social, and governance factors what? for what? business. What? Called the ESG, environmental, social, and governance factors for business, ESG, I guess B, if you want to add the B in there for business, and the diversity, equity, and inclusion. There it is. Which I obviously always change to D-I-E, because that's what they're going to do. You can do this by attending President Donald Trump's alma mater there in Pennsylvania. Now, these concentrations were recently approved by the university's Curriculum Innovation and Review Committee and announced in their September press release. The school believes the new curriculum will prepare future leaders for the evolving global landscape. Now, clearly, they did not give that information back in the day when Trump went there because he would not have gone in front of all of the G7 <laughs> people and did this. And now that Germany can't get fuel for their country, but hey, hey we're getting off topic here. Back to back to this. Speaking of the UN, I'm <laughs> Speaking, kidding. Moving on from that, uh, according to the announcement, the university decided to add the business majors after the student body expressed overwhelming interest in the areas of study. The new concentrations will be available to undergraduate and MBA students beginning this next fall, September 2023. Here's my question on this. And it's, it's with everything. When did we become a society in which if one student, instead of like the teachers or administration, if one, the students complained or something, everything turned around and it was whatever the students wanted and not what the you know adults in the room wanted. When did that become a thing? And I get that in this instance, they're in college and they are adults, but let's be real. They are glorified children still when they are 18, 19, 20, 21 in college these days. That's just an aside. If you have an answer, let me know. But we have Deputy Dean Nancy Rothbard who said that we are proud and delighted that Wharton will be offering these new concentrations and majors supported by the school's world-class evidence-based curriculum. We look forward to seeing what our graduates accomplish. 
Okay, there's so much wrong with what she said. I can't, but could, she got the word evidence out there, and I, I, I just, she lost me at evidence-based. <laughs> when you're talking about environmental, social, and governance factors, I guess that's the ESG, right? ESG, B, if you want to add. Oh, business. The business yeah. in there, too. So environmental, social, and governance. We know what, what the environmental push has been, and evidence-based in that context I'm not so sure uh, top scientists agree with that. Um, also, the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, again, evidence-based. Mm -hmm. what, what, evidence-based curriculum. What evidence does she have <laughs> that they need to diversify even more? This is just going Here. along with this leftist narrative and the woke movement. And that's the evidence right, right there. Well, oh, that's, that's enough the evidence. evidence for them. If... if the woke complain, and again, I go back to my statement, questioning about when did basically the inmates start to control the asylum? When was it that we decided, hey, if the students said we must do it, then okay, as the adults, we're in the room, you know, we're going to just bow down to whatever they say. Why is it that a business school is putting this out there? It's all about the dollar dollar bills, y'all, because these woke students are oh, not going to take or the too. donors won't yeah. take the normal what would be considered true real business coursework unless you put in these buzzwords unless you say it's diversity of inclusion and equity we have to have that in there because i need to write that on my resume so i get hired by my woke com fellow companies that i want to join if i don't have that terminology who am i that's what they're looking at oh. well the university also noted that again the existing business energy mm. environment and sustainability major all of those options has seen significant enrollment and anticipates that students will be interested in further exploring the area of study by specializing in this ESG of environmental, social, and governance factors. I wonder if they will have President Donald Trump come back. <laughs> a, Is, it's his alma mater. So he can speak to it. A lot of people I think would show up. I mean, it would be a good fundraising capability for the university. You think that's gonna happen, anyone? I don't think this is a new curriculum exactly, and I'm going by a quote from Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship, Lori Kosenkoff, Rosenkoff, sorry. She said, while the management department has offered relevant coursework in this area for some time, we were delighted to create, the, create this new major for MBA students and new concentration for undergraduate students. So, key words, for some time they've already been teaching this pushing this you might call it indoctrination propaganda but now they have a major you can major in this and by the way what kind of job is someone going to get for the what it was the esg oh. yes you can just teach it come back and teach it because they oh, already they yep. already accredited four faculty members with formalizing the new majors, and all of them have ties back to the Democratic Party. So, uh, you know, you work in the government. It's just, it's, it's a revolving door. They'll probably be in the media one day. But anyway, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to discuss how universities are now complaining that they can't even keep up with the revolving door, again, of gender and pronoun changes taking over campuses around the country. Stay with us. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. 
It's a hard knock life. What? Exactly. You don't even know, David. It's a hard knock life. And it's a, especially a hard knock life when you are trying to be woke and keep up with the innumerable genders and pronouns that exist in the world today, fabricated from the minds of those who are mentally suffering. Now, alas, we have universities who are trying to keep up with this nonsense, and they are failing like they are doing to their students. Now, apparently, a 2020 gender census, because that's a thing, a t worldwide report of the gender census, 2020, uh, actually found that 33% of transgender and non-binary individuals use two pronoun sets. So they may what? use she, her, but also they, them. And of them, then over 10% use three or more pronoun sets. Do you remember learning about pronouns? I'm having a hard time keeping up with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't even we couldn't even figure out like just one pronoun. But here we go, here we go. Uh, and they did a breakdown based on if you're over the age of 30 or under the age of 30. And as you can see, a lot of people who are under the age of 30 like to use varying pronouns. I'll say you have. Uh, I guess a lot of people wanting to use the singular singular version of they, which is not a thing that is completely made up. They a plural, singular they, version plural. of they No, but a singular they them. So they decided to go for a walk today. They will be going shopping later on. They in, in they're referencing one singular human being. But well, yes. well, you can no. Wait a minute. That's normal people. When you say they're going shopping. Or they, they, if you say they that would be multiple people. For me and you talking. They. Yeah, no, right. More than they. one person. More than one person. David, yeah. you are now choosing to use they as your pronoun. So, so they is sitting in that chair right now. They is having a head scratcher over there. They wants to gouge out his eyeballs. It's okay. It's okay. That is what's happening. <sighs> so uh, it's no wonder then. Here we go. According to Jenny Beeman, who's the director of the Stonewall Center at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, uh, it says that many colleges don't have the information systems that will allow students to provide their preferred pronouns and gender. So when you have at these universities and you apply, they don't have like actual software that works for these students to give umpteen different pronouns and what they want to be called in their applications and all that. So as a result, many of the institutions have had to devote significant Mother. resources and they have not had to. They just have been woke. Uh, so they chose to devote significant resources toward the problem they have in an attempt to cater to trans and other gender non-conforming students. And again, how many students are we talking about at these universities? How many of them truly identify as trans and how many of them are just doing it because popularity the whole crowd is for fun so not only does the pronoun and gender swapping draw the attention and resources of university administrators but its effects are being felt in the classroom one example they gave is that in 2020 new york university began allowing students to change their preferred pronouns and as a result class rosters were being updated every night for all these classes to reflect these changes because Literally, these students are changing their gender overnight. They're like, ah, it's Tuesday in October, so I'm just gonna, I'm choosing to be MX today. What's that? Mix. Oh. Mix that one. What? I know that, yeah, we have really? that. Yes. Oh, yes, David, David. We have teachers in elementary schools right here in Wisconsin, Madison, who identify as mix. And so here are many of the different 
I guess, combinations that a lot of people are, are saying that they are um, in terms of how their gender identifies. Like most of them, over 60% of them are saying I'm non-binary, which means I'm uh, none of them. I'm, I'm all of them and none of them. Uh, then there's just Copper. queer trans what, and i don't know what an nb is what the heck is that i don't know what agender is i don't know what trans masculine is genderless how is genderless any different than non-binary i neutral neutral and I, I, girl and man just i i died you was- see the list can someone explain all the differences? How are these universities supposed to keep up? I, I know not. Now there is an app, an application app, I guess that a lot of universities use. Over a thousand schools use it to like try and streamline doing their application. So it's called Common App, and uh, it now has to include the addition of two questions that allow the applicants to share their preferred first name and the option to multi-select or, or add their pronoun set on these college applications. And so now that is a whole can of worms that these universities are dealing with. Thank goodness for the app. All right. Before we go is up next. And as we discuss how the thumbs up emoji has now become offensive to some, uh, we're going to talk about that. Plus, we've got our top Babylon Bee headlines of the week. Don't buzz off. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, before we go, Katie, have you seen the cult classic Stripes starring Bill Murray and John Candy? Have you seen that? One time, I think. I think I've seen it once. Okay. You probably wouldn't forget it. Anyway, in that movie, John Candy joins the army to lose a few pounds, and it appears the army is so desperate right now that they may just be shifting their recruiting tactics in that direction, believe it or not. According to several reports... The Army is considering dropping weight limits for recruits as long as he or she is able to pass the physical fitness test. According to the Wall Street Journal, nearly, quote, nearly every branch has struggled to meet requirement goals for 2022, with some falling as short as 40 percent. Thank you, Joe Biden. Worse yet, only about a quarter of America's youth meet current eligibility standards and recent surveys show only nine percent are even interested another reason for low recruitment is the military's decision to go full woke forcing dei diversity equity and inclusion training on recruits katie you probably don't have any thoughts on that do you i have thoughts on everything especially when it comes to this die if if we have no if we can't hold our standards, we have no standards at all. And instead of us actually holding to something, we're just, oh, we'll just adjust it a little bit. And we just adjust. Oh, and we do. And we keep adjusting it down, down, down. And it is no wonder that we can't get anyone to be in the military. Why would you respect an institution that does that? I think we've lost the understanding of what our military is supposed to do when it comes to protecting national defense and all that. Anyway, Katie, if I were to give you a thumbs up, 
just now. Thumbs up for jobs well done. Would you feel the urge to punch me in the face? Thumbs up or down, I yes. No. Thank you for playing. Um, Anyway, according to the Wizards at Reddit, members of Generation Z, also known as Zoomers, say they're confused and offended when people at work send a thumbs up emoji. Oh, my goodness. Some claim the thumbs up emoji is interpreted as not sharing the right amount of words or feelings in response to a statement made by a coworker. Much like our fascination with pronouns, HR people say you should ask your fellow coworkers if they feel comfortable using emojis before sending them in a work setting. Katie, why are people so hyper sensitive and insane about this stuff today. It's because we're too comfortable, way too comfortable. Maybe we should all take the military test as it was meant to be, and then we would be less comfortable. And then maybe we'd be like, wow, life isn't so bad. We should get off our little high horses and it'll be okay in the end. Let's just all work together and give each other a thumbs up. Which by the way, very side note, (laughs) but I thought this was a generation that can't talk to human beings. They they don't know how to interact face to face. So you would think a little, just a quick thumbs up is enough, but now they just want to talk about their feelings. Define it, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that thumbs up? Hmm. Anyway, I had a problem with sucking my thumb too long when I was a little kid, that's (laughs) offensive to me. I'm joking. (laughs) Let's wrap things up though. Everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. We've picked our favorite Babylon Bee headlines to see which one should be crowned Queen of the Hive. And we start with Muslim families fight back on no-fly list after attending school board meeting. Oh, my goodness. Next, Christians finding it easier to stop storing up treasure on earth under Biden. Oh, that's sadly true. Um, Asked if he has cognitive ability to be a senator, Fetterman blinks twice for yes. Next, last minute entrant, head of cabbage, surges to the lead in Pennsylvania Senate race. And finally, (laughs) you're cracking Katie up here, (laughs) with Tulsi Gabbard out of Democratic Party, title of hottest Democrat goes back to Nancy Pelosi. Katie, this sorry. is so good. Sorry, yeah, this is a good one. Oh. How do you pick the the top one for this week? I can't, but I did see the. I, I, so wait a minute. Do I understand? They're so good. Okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> On the one with the cabbage, they missed an opportunity. I will say, I like it, but they missed the opportunity to say instead of a head of cabbage, I get what they were going with, but yeah. it could have been a Philly cheesesteak because we're talking about Pennsylvania here. So they could have went with a cheesesteak. And people then really would have had a true decision to make. You are a based foodie. On, I am a foodie. I love food. No, I thought that the Nancy Pelosi Oh, no, one, gosh. That took me, oh, that that, took me but, over. I mean, what that says, I mean, <laughs> indirectly was Tulsi Gabbard was the only attractive woman in the Democrat oh, yeah. Party. Oh, yeah. So she's gone. Go back. Oh, yeah. Pelosi. Uh-oh. We're in trouble. Anyway, um, I think that was probably my favorite. Yep, very nice. Yeah, but very there, nice. Were, there were, I think there was a lot of ties Solid for that week. one. Tough one every week, ladies and gentlemen. Send us your thoughts on what you think was the favorite one. But that's going to wrap it up for this segment. More to come next time. Well, there you go, people. Cabbage and all and Nancy Pelosi. But make sure you're smashing that like button if you, uh, you're you watching us right here on the social media. And please do send us your feedback, especially on the Babylon Bee headlines, by going to stayeducated.org. For David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. 
Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.